This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I am your host. This is season one, episode nine. Come get some. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that was a right, swing right. in the middle. I know. I know, I know, no, no, no. I know. Better. Okay, listen, I'm just saying. I know. I, listen, I, I, I get it. Showtime was good, but. We're still cycling through through ideas, oh, yeah. right? Oh, oh no, yeah. I get you. I'm with you there. We Bling and a short fly ball to right. Listen, I'm just saying we did not decide that that was He's under it. the catchphrase. He makes the catch. AJ, I'm just saying we did not decide 100% it was a catch. So I'm still, I'm still trying shit, okay? Yeah, and keep I, throwing I them out there. Okay, all right. Okay, so I'll put that in the uh, maybe pile or... Okay, the no pile. Okay, the no pile. That's, yeah, that's fine. That's a no that's pile. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Okay. All right, again, my name is Tim Sherry. I'm the host of the Movie Council podcast. I'm also the CEO of the Movie Council. I am here tonight on a Friday night, like every Friday night with my three boys. We are talking movies uh, for the better part of an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Who fucking knows? We're going to go for a while. We're going to talk some shit. We're going to have a really good time. Uh, we have a really fun topic tonight, something different. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, we have a, we have a few things to go over before we get into uh, the the topic this week. But of course, like every episode, we need to go around the panel. We got to talk to our boys. We got to talk to the experts. We got to introduce the players. And of course, like every week, first up is the co-founder of the movie council, the COO, one of the better movie guys I've met in my entire life, and he also happens to be my big brother, so I know him really well. Andrew Sherry. How was your week, handsome? What's going on? I'll tell you my, how my week was. I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Every time go. my fingers touch brain, I'm Superfly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. If Nothing? you All if right. you if you dare say what movie, <laughs> I will murder you. That is, that is... Oh wait, that was from a movie. A oh, DP. I, th- I thought he was just going off the cuff. Hey, look, this is my new <laughs> shtick. This is my new shtick. I do a movie quote every week. All right, I'm doing hey, good. Actually, you know what, AJ? I'm doing I like great. It. It's, it's, thanks. No, it's I love been, it. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a good week, and I'm really looking forward to tonight's topic. It's a genre that's uh, something I'm very uh, intrigued by. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Um, yeah, um, uh, probably a little tamer than last week. So yeah, AJ. So for Back a guy, you. <laughs> so AJ, for a guy who's trying to do something new every week, my uh, my shot tonight was my worst. Your shot tonight was your best. That that for me, that was your best so far. So thank you. I, thank I really you. really appreciate. Like the conviction. So, yeah, it was fa- it was good. Yeah, delivered. Really well. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, let me swing it on over to my to my boy, my uh, the man who is put together this podcast who's crushed it on our social media uh we can't get more uh more direct other than he is my chief boy toy a handsome motherfucker dan sherry how's your week handsome talk to me talk to me you don't you can't just you can't just be super sexy over there without telling me some stuff talk to me i I can say i beg to differ it's quite easy to sit here and be sexy so (laughs) But I tell you what, a little, uh, little more steak, a little less sizzle. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's been a it's been a good week. I, uh, you know, I edited and uploaded last week's podcast, and oh boy, <laughs> that's yeah. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Oh yep. boy, we'll uh, get to that. We'll get yeah. there. 
We'll get there in a few. And hey, uh, one last thing. Hey, everybody. Uh, if you're listening to us right now, follow us. on. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're at Movie Council Pod. Uh, if you got any input, you want some movie, got some movies you want us to watch or uh, genres you want us to talk about us, uh, email us. We're moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And if you're on, listening on iTunes, rate, review, give us five stars or one star. Tell us we suck. But as long as you review it, apparently it like helps. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. So do it. We take any criticism. Just, just, good just for the bad. record, I had, I had somebody Googling us, and uh, it was on the first page on a Google search. So, hey oh, I don't know you? if that. I, I don't know if that was real or not, but either way, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I loved it. Okay, uh, and last but not least, we're swinging out, swinging it on down to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm not going to do the Southern draw because that's come on that's, now. That, that's insulting. It's insulting. We're sending it down to that that sexy southern gentleman. That drawl, I said, it drives the women crazy. And he is, again, my uh, my art director, my security director, and again, another amazing movie guy. My boy, Marky Bonduro. How's it going, handsome? Good, Timmy. Good. Thank you. Um, Yeah, last week's episode was a lot of fun to do, and I had uh, a lot of fun making that Instagram image too. Putting together, awesome. yeah, that that one was fun. Putting together the uh, different. I was I got to pick and choose different scenes from the movie, right? That I was just googling and saving and photoshopping. That was a fun one to curate. Yeah, Marky, I, I got to tell you, uh, one of the original founders of the movie council way back in the day before we folded and then resurrected, uh, she reached out to me and said, hey, who does your, your Instagram? And I said, oh, that, that, that's Marky. She's like, that shit's good. Well, to be fair, I just photoshopped the images together and I just passed everything along to Dan, uh, boy toy <laughs> slash producer. <laughs> He's I the one that posts well, everything and does the, uh, yeah. the, you know, the comments and um, the descriptions of everything. Well, Marky and DP, you got high grades from a former movie council co-founder. So take it. Oh, that's that's excellent. a big thing. She loved it, uh, and that honestly, I was telling that was my favorite one so far. I think I think the images and, and the shit we're doing gets better every week. I thought that was I thought that was really cool. So I'm having fun doing it. Yeah. All right. So like we're hitting our stride with it. Here's yeah. A, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So listen, we do have a great topic tonight. I'm I'm excited to get into it. But oh man, two weeks in a row. We got to do some housekeeping. And I think for anybody who listens to this podcast and listened to the last episode, and for all four of us who are here right now, I think we all know what we got to get into. And is that is what happened last week on the podcast. Because um, as fun as it was, we were all on levels of inebriation, which we have not seen on the, on the previous seven episodes of this show and it got it got a little it got a little out of hand and i think part of it was because we also had taken a a a shitty email from from human resources to start off the show and we were looking to get the let out i think it was kind of a it was one of those perfect storms and uh also add in that we normally podcast on friday nights which we're doing now but this and by the way when we podcast on friday nights that's because that's a good thing because 
believe it or not, the four of us are actually contributing members of society. We actually have jobs all day long. We, you know, like, you know, AJ, you know, the bank, you know, DP, you know, the lab, Marky's doing shit. My job is useless, but we're, we're like, we're doing things all day. So we don't, we don't start drinking until the evening. Last Saturday, we were all drinking. I'm pretty sure we began the AM, all four of us, is my guess. Uh, I know I did. So it made... Uh, I waited until lunch. Okay. Well, it made... I, last... I, I, was, I was closer to about three, but I worked Saturday during okay. the day. So, yeah. it, it just made the... It four... was still AM on the West Coast, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So by the time the, the podcast went off, we were... Uh, we were already there and then we we went for a good solid two hours so things got a little a little out was, of hand was um, it that long it was about the the podcast ended up being about like an hour 40 something and then with edits yeah we were on there for about two hours so um Holy shit for anybody who listened to episode eight uh that knew that we got a memo from the hr department aka uh my sister aj sister dp sister marky's mother-in-law uh I, I don't think it's shocking to anybody this week that I did receive another memo this morning uh-huh. about our behavior from uh, last week. I know, I know. I'm sorry. And I, like I was telling Dan, Dan and I were speaking earlier, and I don't want this to be a segment every week where we get censored, censored by, by HR, but it happened again. And if it was going to be in any episode, it was obviously going to be the one where we were – angry and talking shit and very very drunk so and dan used the c word and the d and yep. s word multiple yep. times yep. after we were, yep. were explicitly told not to mm-hmm. and and yeah uh, i kind of dug my heels in with that mm-hmm. one didn't i mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well this memo gets into that just so you know oh boy <laughs> um so i'm gonna quickly read this because you guys need to know and uh uh, so me and Dan are in trouble again. AJ, you are also in trouble this week. Uh, so let me uh, let me get Surprising. into this. Yeah. So um, uh, again, okay. So Timothy Sherry, she actually corrected my title, the CEO. She got everything out. Dan Sherry, Chief Boy Toy. Uh, so here we go. Uh, second, she said secondarily, but AJ, you are you are a chief. You one of the complainants in this thing. So, uh, okay, as we discuss, so here it is. As we discussed previously, the movie council is committed to excellence in delivering a podcast. Okay, yeah, we know that that already. All right, professional behavior. Right, right, right. Hold on. Um, okay, let me pick it up. I would like you to take the memo sent last week seriously. And although I understand the podcast is meant to bring humor to our listeners, your blatant disregard for following the rules is disrespectful and unprofessional. As we've discussed, you violated our code of behavior and to then utilize the words after hearing the memo is inappropriate and another violation of the policy. Furthermore, yep. Furthermore, we also need to control the amount of drinking we do on the podcast as this week, it seemed a little extreme except for Marky. And this is where I start to have a problem. Okay. All right. If we are going to drink, don't keep commenting on how drunk you are. She says, Uh, I would like you all to model your behavior after Marky Bondaran, who seems to be able to accept criticism and accept the feedback. He took the memo and immediately corrected the behavior, showing respect for our policies. If you feel we need to review the company policies, we can set up some time to review any policies. I have left the policy violation below and added new violations. Okay. And uh, so I'm not going to talk about the the policy again. AJ, you should listen up to this next part. It says, um, 
Again, this behavior is particularly, particularly concerning, sorry, since you are leaders in this organization. Leaders must lead by example and maintain a safe and healthy working environment. I feel confident you can prove as I know you all uh, also well. Andrew, you also weren't part of the language issues, but your alcohol use may have been too extreme this week. As always, I appreciate all your hard work in delivering an amazing podcast week to week. Okay, so here's, here's my first problem with this whole thing. Well, I mean, you guys know my problem. I is, will... is, 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 was I the most drunk last week? Is that, is that, what, we're, is yeah, that what she's attesting? I don't recall. Uh, I don't think any of us do. Marky, I, I don't I, think there's a most drunk from last I think week. I won. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, my problem is I, I feel like Marky might be going behind our backs on this whole thing. Right? I didn't That's what's say it's, shit. Con it's concerning a little bit. Uh, Marky, she says very specifically that you're like the model employee here, and that's bothering me. Well, I did yeah, give I her a granddaughter. A that's, no. That, no, that's the thing. He, he's right. He gave her a granddaughter, and now suddenly mm -hmm. he's, he's the fucking hero. Uh, even though he was as plastered as Bradley Cooper was in as a star is born. I cannot confirm week. nor so, deny that I had any alcohol last week. I, I can tell you this. If I gave her a granddaughter, it would be horrible. So, that yeah, right. so <laughs> that, that's kind of an unfair that, argument. That, you know, like, oh, he gave her a granddaughter. Okay. What are we going to do, Marky. right? Should we call him Benedict Arnold? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I understand. Like, suddenly you, you're the hero right. in this story all of a sudden. It, it, I'm, I'm not happy about it. Well, I read the employee handbook, and I've been following by the rules this whole time. I don't know why. It's not that hard. Oh, you there, guys there's just a, need to there's an, there's censor your C words. Stop the recording. Hey, stop Mark, the recording. Mark, Mark, a, stop the you record. get some brown there's, shit on your nose. All right. Yeah, there's, there's an employee <laughs> handbook. Uh, listen, uh, uh, Heidi and I had another conversation today and she is on the verge of being fired. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, she is trying to do her job and I will give her that. Uh, but she, th this might be, this could be the last memo we get. I might, if I'm not, if I don't fire her, I might transfer her to another position. I I'm not mm. sure yet, but, uh, yeah, I, just I tell you should... what, mm. like transferring her to a different position in our completely fake company that has no real positions right, is right. definitely the way to go. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a natural born leader. You guys know that. So <clears throat> I think you know that any well, decision we do, I make. We do, yeah, we do you because you told us. It, <laughs> and you should follow it blindly. So that's what I'm, I'm going to do. Uh, Heidi and I are going to have dinner next week, and we, we might have to have a difficult conversation. But... Again, she's doing her job, and she's not wrong about last week. It was a little out of control. I think we have cleaned it up this week, uh, so far at least, and we'll see how we it shall goes. See. Because when, we do have a uh, a very interesting and fun topic to get into. And when you we have, have with uh, her next week, sorry, can uh, when you meet with her, can you ask her about payroll? Because I haven't been receiving any of my paychecks from the company. I don't know if the address is wrong or what, but I haven't been I haven't gotten paid yet. Yeah, we'll we'll look into that. Yeah, you're going to okay. need to talk to payroll about that, not, okay. not human resources. Oh, yeah. So, okay. yeah. It's a different department. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, they'll, they'll probably tell you to speak to HR about that, is my guess. Uh, but uh, we, we are, listen, we are now, what? What is this now? Is this, is this three no times way, around the block now we're about to go? Marky, this is your third topic, right? Yes, sir. So we are three times around the block. Look at us, nine episodes. Not bad. Uh, we are back to uh, we're back to Marky. 
my uh, my art director, my my security director, the guy that's crushing it with DP, by the way, on Instagram. Uh, you are back this week. It is your topic. Uh, it's an interesting one. I, I had some fun watching these movies this week. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, talk about the topic you picked, the movies you picked, and what you asked of us to do this week to get ready. It's on you. Go ahead. Yes. So I recycled another topic like I did last time. Um, and again, followed Drew's past example. It's and a I good wanted, topic. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're picking some good things here. So uh, I wanted to kind of follow suit with that. And this is somewhat of a genre breakdown. But I also just wanted to watch movies that I like and make you guys watch movies that I like. And so this genre breakdown is going to be in the sci-fi horror slash thriller. Well-received and a modern film that I enjoy and I feel like would be a good one to compare it to. So the two movies that I had you guys watch, the classic was Alien from 1979, directed by Ridley Scott and written by Dan O'Brien. The second film, the modern one I had you guys watch, was Annihilation from 2018. The director was Alex Garland, and that one was written by Alex Garland, but it was from a novel by Jeff Vandermeer. So I wanted to talk a little bit about these movies um, before I start asking you guys what you think. And before I get into that, I also just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about why this genre why I like it so much. Just the, the whole sci-fi theme has always been something that I've always been drawn to because I feel like it's just the, the imagination, the mystery, the wonder of these made up worlds, the curiosity. There's, there's always an element of, you know, it's, it's almost real, but it's from someone's imagination, like everything. But just that, right there at the edge of something that could be. So some of these older movies, the older sci-fi movies um, and TV shows like Star Trek that, you know, they used to hit on themes or have elements that at the time were so obscure, but years later became real things. So I always like this, this idea of something that's a little bit in the future or far in the future, but is also something that is still somewhat plausible. Um, and it's just something I've always been drawn to. I love it. But the movie Alien from 1979, Ridley Scott, we know he's done loads of great movies as a director. Um, he's been in the sci-fi game. He's done that genre quite a bit, but he's also jumped out and done some other ones. You know, he did Gladiator, um, which I think a lot of people like. I love it. And then in, into the sci-fi world, Ridley Scott, uh, he continued that alien uh series i believe james cameron did the second one but yep. the prometheus and alien covenant and it's like maybe alien three or something was really scott dan o'brien the writer for alien he also has been in the sci-fi game and is well versed in that he did the total recall with uh, arnold schwarzenegger and is uh i had some notes down but i forgot it already he's he's no joke that guy has been around the block and he's made some stellar movies the visual effects from alien it won an oscar 
And that came from the mind of H.R. Geiger. And that guy does some weird, very bizarre designs and aliens. He also did the species uh, with that, the hot blonde that shows her boobies. The, the alien, the alien design is is an iconic yes. design, Natasha monster Henstridge. design. Yes, Natasha Henstridge um, with her Can, boobies, and yes, Drew with that iconic alien design has been the, the mind of H.R. Geiger. That weird, almost uh, mechanical yet organic alien symmetrical. It's 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 very trippy, but very dark. Um, the movie, when it was made in 1979, had an 11 million dollar budget, which adjusted for inflation would be about 40 million dollars today. That movie returned 81 million dollars in the U.S. and then gathered 108 worldwide. So that's that's quite a, a huge return there, right? 11 million dollar budget, 108 uh, worldwide yeah, return. That's quite a haul. Yeah, not too shabby. Um, in 2002, the movie Alien was selected for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry, meaning that it was deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then the movie Annihilation, 2018. I believe this was Alex Garland's second time directing. Andrew, you may know that because um, his first one was Ex Machina, correct? Yes, I love that movie. Yeah. So uh, Oscar nominated for uh, I think uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Who, play, who played that the the, uh, the robot there? And I th I feel like uh, and maybe uh, T W can tell us. I feel like there was a nod towards like original screenplay for Ex Machina as well. That might be right. Uh, there but, was. There okay. Was, uh, nominated so, for best. Yeah. Yep. Alex yeah. Garland. I, you know, I knew him uh, as the writer of 28 Days Later. Love that movie. One of my so favorite good. movies. So yeah. good. Love that movie too. And so in preparation for tonight, I looked into him a little bit more and uh, found out that he was, a, I think, a novelist first and then became like a screenwriter, producer. Um, now we see him as a director. Where the money is. Yeah, right. Um, so he, his writing career goes back further than I thought. He wrote the movie, uh, The Beach with, with Leo DiCaprio. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Leo, yeah, yeah. Um, he also did Sunshine, writer. Uh, the movie Dread, uh, that was like the uh, 2012, I believe, movie of Dread, which I really like. That one has your boy. Um, uh, we just saw him in uh, Thor Ragnarok. I'm drawing a blank now because I'm on the spot. Um, We'll circle back to that. Doesn't matter. It's a good movie. <laughs> He's also done a TV show, Alex Garland, uh, Devs, that was on Hulu yep. or FX. Uh, DP, do you have something you wanted to add? I just want to say, uh, he actually he wrote the novel for The Beach as opposed oh, okay. to the screenplay. Cool. He actually wrote that book. All right. Yeah, so. maybe, and I don't know for sure, but I could see that maybe that was his, uh, his entry into the movie or, you know, from right. the Yeah, I think he, he sold the rights to the the book and i think he worked with the the, the guy movie. who did the screenplay and then started writing screenplays and he yeah. was like hey this pays pretty good i could do right. that shit. <laughs> yeah so in the and when looking into this movie annihilation i found out that uh it is based off of a novel by jeff vandermeer 
And apparently the film Annihilation is the first book of a trilogy, which I thought was interesting because I like this movie and I'd like to see what else comes of the story. You know, a continuation of the story, a story would be really interesting, I think. Um, but a little bit more on the technical, this movie had a $40 million budget, which going back to Alien, uh, Alien was 1979, the budget that it had uh, accounting for inflation the budgets were about the same that they were made for. But Annihilation with a $40 million budget only had a $32 million return in the US and just over 43 worldwide. Wow, really? That's it? Yes, AJ. I think they, they kind of panicked and they sold the distribution rights to Netflix and they went to streaming and, and mm, I think it was it was I think it was a huge mistake. I think they just they weren't uh, confident enough or something and that did in, in, yeah. the, the, in the, uh, in the, um, you know, the, the profits that it could make, I guess they just, no, you're right. Through. Because I remember when that movie came out and I remember originally seeing trailers for it and it, it caught my attention. I was like, that movie looks really cool. I want to watch that. But then the marketing towards it was kind of strange, but you know, this is 2018 that it was released. So there is a, They've, you know, they've got to think about streaming services and how they're going to make the best return. I did see something when I was digging into uh, the production and the making of this movie that there was some producers that were trying to turn Alex Garland's idea and story and make it more marketable. They wanted to change the character of Natalie Portman. They wanted to change the ending but there was some other producer that fought for Alex and was like, no, this is his vision. This is the way it needs to be made. And it, it, a lot of the way movies get the return, I, I think you've got to agree that it's just the way that it's marketed, right? If you don't know about a movie, it's not going to get seen. Yeah. And it's it, the way it's portrayed. Agreed. And, and it had some star power, right? Natalie Portman, Absolutely. Oscar Isaac, um, Jennifer Jason Lee, who yeah. I freaking love. Tessa and Thompson. Um, huh? Tessa Thompson. Tessa, yep, yep. Really good cast. Really good. But to your point, Mark, it's, it is how it's marketed. And I think they yeah. dropped the ball there and then they, they kind of panicked. Yeah. And I, I, I really enjoyed that movie. And I hope that it can recoup some of its, I mean, it's, it's already made a little bit of money back. But I mean, I guess I, I hope it, it, it can recoup some attention and maybe get some sort of cult following and later years because of streaming services. It was for free on uh, several platforms for a little bit. And to your point, because it's based on a series of novels, perhaps they could capitalize on a sequel or something. Who knows? I would like that. I'd be down, especially if Alex Garland was behind it. Um, yeah. I could very much get behind that. So, and I wanted to discuss some of the similarities because I just finished watching Annihilation tonight and uh, yeah and I watched Alien last night and I, I wrote down some similarities that I'd noticed between the two films um, but and we can get into a little bit of that later but first let's talk about the movie Alien and I'll talk a little bit more and tell you why I like this movie and then I'll pass it off to one of you guys and this movie is widely recognized. I mean, shit, earlier I said that it was, it's now in the U.S. National Film Registry. So it's widely 
recognized as being a staple when it comes to sci-fi horror. And it's been copied never to, I feel like, this degree. It's a, a fairly long movie for what it is. And there's a lot of somewhat silence and downtime. And at one point when I was watching the movie, I, I was watching it with my headphones on because I had to put the baby to sleep. And I noticed that there's very low audible ticks or sounds in the movie that I don't think you would notice unless you were in a theater or if you had your audio cranked up and I was wearing headphones so I could catch it. Like a lot of the movie, there's a heartbeat in the background, just slowly in the background. Very odd, very creepy. And the backdrop for the movie is great. You know, it's this massive starship. They're like a mining company that's coming back with this hall and they, they get sidetracked to go check out what they think might be an SOS signal. And then once they're there, they, they come across some other spacecraft and it's very alien. This is in the future. Uh, nowhere in the film though, does it actually say like if they've come across aliens, humans have come across aliens before or not, but they are treating it like, what the fuck is this? And uh, some of the characters are too curious for their own good sticking their nose in places where you as the viewers like don't go in there don't you do that but you know obviously we wouldn't get a good movie unless somebody did do that and did stick their nose in there so that's where the face hugger comes from that has been copied and repeated the guy gets impregnated with the alien the chest burster blood everywhere there's actually not a whole lot of gore in this movie besides that chest bursting scene that's another thing um and then the movie kind of unfolds into ridley who is Sigourney Weaver's character being this lead role. And 1979, don't really have women being the lead role. And this is like a, the sci-fi horror somewhat turns into almost like an action with her kicking ass. And she's the only one that makes it out, kills the alien in the end, has a getaway. This movie set a lot of precedents and has done a lot, not just for that genre, but I feel like just story writing in general. There's, it'd be hard to make a movie today that's this slow paced this quiet there are some jump scares in the movie but they do it tastefully and to now i feel like in like teen slashers those are just overplayed like just a jump out you know just jump scare music so anyways with, without me ranting for too long i already did too late dp let me know what you thought about alien when's the last time you saw it did you watch it again recently I, so I I watched it uh, last night for the very first time. Oh wow! Wow! Did I like I I'm a sci-fi fan. Like you know, I love the Star Wars movies. I've seen. I love Star Trek, Firefly. I love sci-fi. Yet somehow I've never seen Alien. Oh wow! So, yeah. So I watched it last night for the first time, and I got to say, I was like, I enjoyed it. But the problem is it's become such a, you know, cultural phenomenon. I knew everything already. Like, mm. I'd never seen it, but I knew the chestburster scene was coming. You know, I obviously, I know Ripley made it out because it, there were other movies with her in it. So, right. Um, but all in all, I got to say, and especially for the time, it was the, the effects... And uh, especially the way they built up tension, like mm -hmm. they like the tension just kept 
building and building and just kind of getting tighter. And then, like you said, they'd have that like jump scare that kind of released it and and they start building it again and again and again. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I also, I want to say, so I watched it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I know you fucking weirdos are using Voodoo for some reason, but <laughs> the great thing about Amazon is they have the uh, x-ray feature. I do like it, that. It, it, where, you know, like you tap the screen and show you uh, all the actors in the scene and uh, like the music that's playing in the scene. But they also give you a trivia. So I got a whole bunch of like fun little trivia facts about these movies that I, I, I want to share. So you know, I didn't know the uh, x-ray feature gave you trivia. I thought it oh, just yeah. gave you the actors in the scene. No, no, they give you trivia. Like uh, cool. here's one. And this is actually, uh, we'll play into some of the other ones for one of the trivia things. Ridley Scott said they were three movies that uh, really influenced this one, which were Star Wars A New Hope, the the original Star Wars, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interesting. (laughs) Which, like, you know, you hear that and you see the movie and it's fucking obvious. Like, you know, you see it, that that combination of sci-fi horror is very evident um but with that like there's a bunch of random star wars uh connections here so here i'll give you another one um uh the person who actually played the alien there was someone in the suit yeah uh the actor who played the alien beat out peter mayhew for that role Oh, Which Peter, Peter Mayhew, Mayhew if you don't know, yeah, played Chewbacca. Uh, Yafet Kodo, uh, who was an alien, he was actually, yeah, he was offered the role of Lando Calrissian, but turned it down because he felt like, you know, the role would stereo would be like, you know, to uh, you know, typecast. In the okay. future, so you turn down Lando. So, PP, can I? I'm sorry. Can I ask you about that real quick? Can I call you? Mm-hmm. Call you on that? So, what was that again? The, the the person who played the alien was what? He beat out Peter Mayhew. The, the, he's, he's a really the, tall dude. They're both really tall dudes. Yeah. Yes, it was so, down to two people. The Bolaji yeah. Badeo was yes. the guy that played the alien. So, what I mm-hmm. so the research I did on that. Uh, I found that a member of the casting team found that dude in a bar. <laughs> nice. uh, six yes. ten, six yeah. foot ten, Big really, dude. really long arms. Yes, seven feet inside the costume. And he, what they liked about him was the fact that his arms and legs looked so fucking long that he did not look human. Right. Yeah. Um, so well, he's that, lanky as what, shit, right? Right. Yeah. Because they, they were gonna use, tell. they were gonna use Peter Mayhew, yeah. and then they found this guy and. Yeah, and that you know, dude never to pay him less. <laughs> that dude, yeah, that dude never acted in another movie. He nice. went home to Nigeria, uh, where he um, 
uh, began running an art gallery, and then he died in 1992 of sickle cell anemia at 39 oh, wow. years old. Oh, man. A that's tragic sad. story, but that's uh, – and, and he was – that was the only um, time in the Alien franchise that they use a human being to play that role. It was – after that, it was puppetry and CGI and, and different things like mm-hmm. that. That was the only time they used a guy to do it. It was that poor prick who got found in that bar and then went home and did his thing. And then he passed away young, unfortunately. And I thought you were about to say that uh, he went home to Nigeria and sparked like a film renaissance. In his no, no, he's, that no been awesome. he's dead. No, but yeah, you know, Nigeria is having like a, uh, like their own, I forget what they call it, but you know, it's like Bollywood in India. Nigeria is doing uh, a lot of films of their own right now. Yeah. But yeah, it's speaking of uh, that actor in that role, because that is a guy in a costume. But yeah. in the in the Which movie, is crazy. Yeah, in the movie, they do such a, a good job with just lighting and shadows that mm-hmm. there's only a couple glimpses that you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a guy in a suit. For the most part, it just looks like a fucking alien. Yeah, they, they do such a good job <laughs> with it. Yeah, they never quite give you like a straight on shot of the alien it's yeah. always like certain angles and certain lighting and they did it's that lots of, I, I noticed marvelously. Uh, at the end of the movie it's almost seizure inducing i was watching it with the lights the lights down low and the end of the movie is just strobe 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 and i didn't realize until watching it in the dark how much they just overplayed like the uh the strobe effects which are really cool but you know think you might get flagged for accidentally giving anybody, somebody a seizure in this day and age. Yeah. In any case, DP, overall, what did you think of the movie? Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I yeah. said, like, again, because you kind of, I kind of knew everything that yeah. was coming. Just and it's a little bit dated too, right? Culture, yeah. But overall, like I said, the, uh, there were a few shots uh especially like uh there's a couple of tom skerritt like when he was going after the alien of like down the hallway mm-hmm. as those doors were closing and it you know the last second closing on his face that were fucking awesome awesome yeah. shots so um and i can see and especially after watching uh annihilation today i see the influence it's had on other films. So, but uh, I tell you what, I got a couple more uh, like trivia, fun yeah. little facts. So anytime, so well, I, well, I'll tell you what. Let's hear what Andy and Timmy think. And sure. anytime you guys want like a fun fact, just hit me up. I'll give you a fun fact right. about the movie. Okay. Well, uh, T W and A J. I'll let you guys decide who wants to go first. Uh, when you guys have something to say. I mean, I, we're going to hear you both, but who's jumping at the bit? Hey, AJ, have at it. Have at it. So I don't want to go on and on and on. I have so much to say about this film because. Dude, do it. The, go on and the, on. The first time I saw it was, I want to say 1998. So maybe almost 20 years after it released, I was not a real big sci-fi or horror person for a while, but um yeah, CS's mother was a big horror fan. So yeah. we ended up watching Alien together. And I didn't sleep for like three days. <laughs> nice. that, mo- that movie scared me so much. 
especially, especially, spoilers, by the way, especially if you haven't seen that movie 1979, 41 years ago, then uh, so I'm spoiling it, okay? When she's in the escape uh, pod, when she's in uh-huh. the escape craft, and she realizes that the aliens are there with her. That's the best part of the movie, the, in my opinion. One of, the, one of the scariest moments I had when I watched it in the late 90s. I rewatched it again a few days ago, and I have to say the movie holds up so well, and the last 25 minutes is a great cat and mouse game between the alien and, and, and Ripley, and there are some scenes that are shot in such a, a interesting way where she's running down the hallways and it's in this sort of quote-unquote first-person mode where she's running and you just see the hallway and she's running down it, and the lighting is, I think, is amazing on yeah. the ship. On the ship, when it starts to get dark there, and you know, you get to see Sigourney Weaver's butt crack when she's in the escape. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like, it's in the future, and she's got these like extra small little undies on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. Like, really, in the future, people are smoking that many cigarettes. Still? Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> yes. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. As soon as they come out of that, uh, their sleep paralysis or like their freeze chambers. Everyone just starts smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. They had the they had the future so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about H.R. Uh, Geiger, right? Yeah. And the uh, uh, the set, you know, all the artistic that all the the whole artistic vision was him. And yeah. that when when they when they land on that planet and that ship there, that's his whole design. That whole thing's yeah. his whole design. The alien was his design. The, the environment uh, too. Just, the environment was his design. I, I find it, it was just, it was, I couldn't take my ass off the screen watching yeah. it. So. And if, if you um, look into more of H.R. Geiger's work, there's a lot of uh, sexual, not, not undertones. It's pretty overt, uh, weird, you know, just like vagina and boobs. And it's so the, the egg and just like the the opening of the egg and a lot of like the face hugger and like there's a lot of orifices and openings and protrudings and it's it's a lot of kind of just like weird organic just nasty basic sexual shit and 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 i think it was great that it sort of ushered in that female heroine role uh, Ripley kind of ushered that in, which was yes. really Ripley. cool. I think I said Ripley earlier, but yes, Ripley. <laughs> so Ripley kind of ushered that. Ridley Scott kind of ushered in that that female heroine role, which was fantastic. Dan, you got mm-hmm. something? Yeah. So uh, that role of Ripley, uh, it actually came down to two actresses. It was either Sigourney Weaver, obviously, who got it, or Meryl Streep. Oh wow! Whoa! And the only re- the reason it went to Sigourney Weaver was uh, Meryl Streep was mourning the death of her partner, uh, John Cazale or Cazale at the time. Okay. So because of that, they went with Sigourney Weaver instead uh, of Meryl Streep. And can you imagine like, if Meryl <laughs> Streep did that role, like how different her career could have been, how different that movie could have been? That's what I was been. just thinking. Yeah. Right? The path, right, would have been a little bit different. Not, I, a little I, bit. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the movie would have been as good. 
with Meryl mm. Streep. I really, I, I think Sigourney Weaver's actually, I think she was perfectly cast. And I actually read a, I a thing too that uh, they were pushing uh, Ridley Scott had like up about two weeks before they were about to shoot. Ridley Scott still hadn't decided. He had actually gotten a tip from Warren Beatty who had said Sigourney Weaver was a badass and he brought mm. her in and actually designed a set just for her audition. Interesting. And then ran her through her audition and was like, yep, this is, this is the one. So. Hmm. Yeah, no, she, she did I, awesome. I love, role. yeah. And I, you know what? I love every scene she's in. And by the way, she was right. They should not have opened that fucking door. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goddamn yeah. right. That's bullshit. But, but, but the big, the big, the big twist of course was, you know, the, the science guy was the robot. So. Yeah. He was yeah. gonna left him in no matter how high water, right? He yeah, was and, and, and and another another fact that guy Ash that was the you know ended up being the android who opened the door. Yeah. Marky, this is for you specifically. He plays the dad in Garden State. Just so you oh, know, really? just so you know, just it's so it's neat. all out on the table, brother. I appreciate Garden that. State. Isn't he also one. the the uh, character in the Lord of the Rings that plays uh, Bilbo Baggins and uh, not the Hobbit, but the Lord of the Rings, the first trilogy. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Who speaks, Ian, who's, Ian, who speaks geek here? Uh, AJ, go ahead. <laughs> Back me up. I, yeah. I, I think that's right. So I, I just had one more thing, and I, I think uh, TW can jump in with his thoughts on the movie. I, I'm a humongous fan, and it kind of launched my interest in sci-fi. That movie kind of made me want to continue – uh, exploring the sci-fi genre, it sort of—I uh, don't know—it's it, it was inspiring. I, I thought that movie was amazing. So, one fact that DP hasn't said: so that scene where the uh, where the alien pops out of John Hurt's chest, the the other cast members there—they didn't know that oh. was going to happen. Yeah, and only shit. John Hurt knew that was that was going to happen. So their reaction, yeah, their reactions are more visceral, I guess, I think, than than they they probably would have been. Yeah, Tom Skerritt knew too. Okay, he okay. was like, he was actually following sure. Ridley Scott around yeah, the, the majority to learn the how to direct. Table. The but, majority yeah. of the dinner table had no idea that that yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, they they surprised them with which it. makes sense because their reactions were so yeah weird. they were all like, like what oh, the fuck. fuck? <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you literally see all of them jump back like what the fuck is happening right they all now? Get like, and, and, and they, they, they weren't like cut cut they just kept rolling <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were genuinely terrified and that's yeah. that was uh john hurt that had it come out of his chest yeah yes he yes did such a good job of just like blah blah like spitting up blood and twitching and shit yep yep he was, he was just, in um that scene that scene is iconic Vendetta, right yeah John Hurt. I mean, that that scene actor. that scene is an absolute iconic um, science fiction horror uh, scene, and I just oh, I, it's yeah, it's been it's amazing a million yeah, don't, times. Don't they run that back in Spaceballs? Absolutely, that, that yeah. they do. Uh, yeah, you know, everyone's done a parody of it. Futurama, uh, Simpsons, Family Guy. You have to. You have to if you do any sort of sci-fi thing like that. Yeah, yeah you have to. Um. No, and uh, going back also, uh, AJ, when you were talking about that final scene at the end of the ship when Ripley is on that getaway craft and everything feels good and clear, but you know, because you haven't seen, you don't, as a viewer, you don't get, get to see the alien die when she lets the ship blow up, the mothership, and she's on that getaway craft and she's like fiddling around with some of the 
mechanics and her, uh, her escape shuttle. And H.R. Geiger's design of the alien, with it being this organic yet somewhat mechanical looking beast, it's just like laying down, like taking a nap like next to some pipes <laughs> and it just slowly moves. And that is like the best jump. Terrifying. Scale. Yeah. Terrifying. She's right in front of it. It's and perfect. it's funny. And it's funny that film after, after she, she shoots it out the airlock when it, you know, when she gets free of it, that mm. movie ends kind of quietly, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. She goes into cryo and it just kind of ends very quietly. <laughs> it's an interesting. Yeah. Which looks like one of my cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, you know, in so many movies, uh, I guess after that, like when someone's like going after their dog or their animal and you're like, just leave the fucking animal, like save yourself, you stupid idiot. Smart but move. In that movie with a cat, you're like, get that cat. You got to save the cat. I don't know what it is. Like, why? I guess because there's only like, you know, uh, like originally there's like what, five or six people and they all yeah. die and then Dude, the cats. Sex. I so, was so rooting for that cat. And I, then the cat's right. the only other living oh. life form. Bes- yeah. yeah, besides uh, Ripley, the cat, and the alien. So you're like, get the cat. Get out of there. You got to get the cat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Before, uh, we, before we get Timmy's thoughts, here's one more quick fun fact sure. about this movie. So uh, we're in the, when they find the eggs there on uh, that ship, and there's that like, kind of blue laser light that's going across through the yes. mist. Those blue laser lights, they borrow those from The Who, who oh. were like on an adjacent soundstage testing them out for their stage show. Nice. And they saw them there and they asked The Who if they could borrow them. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it kind of makes sense because this is literally Ridley Scott's second feature film. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? This is, he's not some known commodity. You know, he's not someone yeah. that... Have to borrow yeah. shit from some rock band. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, to and to add on to that, uh, DP. I mean, not as interesting of a trivia, more of just like a factoid. But Alien was made and directed and filmed in the UK by uh, English people, Ridley Scott, and uh, well, Dan O'Brien is from the US, I believe, O'Banna. and. Obana, thank you, from uh, the writer. No, you're right. I wrote that down wrong. And then Annihilation also. Uh, Alex Garland is English. It was filmed. Both these movies were filmed in the UK, filmed in England, created by, yeah. by English people. Uh, TW, what are your thoughts on the movie? So uh, I actually, like uh, AJ, I, I hadn't seen the movie in, I, I honestly, I remember my freshman year of college, all of us watching it together. That was literally 20 years ago. Uh, and I'd seen it before that, probably when I was like 13 or 14, but literally it had been about 20 years since I'd seen the movie. So, um, you know, going into it, I had these kind of reservations like, oh, it's an old school movie. It's not, you know, I, I didn't know if it was going to hold up um, as, as much as it scared the absolute balls off of me when I was like 13, 14 years old. Um, but I, I will say when I watch it, I literally watch it today. Um, and it is just as terrifying as I remember, but it's terrifying for me now for different reasons. Like back then it was terrifying for me because it was new and it was like, I hadn't seen it. And those things that like jump out and and scare the shit out of you do. And, and uh, like we were saying before, there are very, very long stretches. Like there are very, there's these really long buildups 
where it's like it's going and going. I'm like, and nowadays, like when I watch the tape, I was like, oh my fucking god, get to it! Like, what's yeah. gonna happen? Um, like the the buildups were long, but for me, what I what I still, it, it, it's almost uh, something that's. Um, old school about the film that makes me find it more terrifying than a new school type of sci-fi is the fact that there is no CGI. There is no, um, there's no, these, I, these big graphic effects that happen. Cause that's what these sci-fi movies do these days. They scare you with the visual effects. They didn't really have that luxury back in 1979. So what they did in this movie was made a really terrifying background to it. That ship in general is fucking terrifying. Yeah. It is like it, the, it it's like it's a ship that they're all on but it's basically a one gigantic haunted house. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's t- the whole thing is terrifying. Other outside of the break room, no matter where they are, it's dark, it's smoky, dripping it's wet just, for some reason. Yeah, there's like there's like mm-hmm. it looks like it's made out of like skeletons and shit like it's just like it's like a terrifying backdrop. Um so they don't have the luxury of relying on uh, these like really expensive visual effects. They just have to actually be terrifying to scare you, which I thought it was. And I thought um, another thing I really liked about it was not, I'm not saying like it had the most amazing cast in the world. Although DP, I know you crush on Tom Skerritt for Top Gun. So do I. You love. I love Tom Skerritt. Yeah, you love him in a uniform and in Top Gun just gets you oh, going. Yeah. I know it. I know it. It's all right. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, so it's not that it's an unbelievable cast, but what I like about is the type of cast that it is because most of these like spaceship movies or spaceship shows, it's just a bunch of fucking nerds, right? It's gotta be like, you gotta be like a geek to know what you're doing. This is like a ragtag group of like, they're like a mining company. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And they're very nonchalant. No one's scared about the fact that they're like millions of miles into space. Except for, except for Ripley. <laughs> but, but like, they're just so calm about everything. Like who gives a fuck, you know, like it's just, they're, they, they, they seem like grizzled vets, but. Um, they're arguing about their pay. There's a couple oh, of guys that, like, see, that's, right, that's, for this shit. that's one part of the movie that I found a little insufferable is those two really? dudes would not shut the fuck up about it. Um, early I on. Thought it was, I thought it was some good uh, character like turn. It was, it was just all right for me. Um, yeah, but, but for, for me, listen, the fact that it it was 1979 and it was dumbed down yet. It can still scare the pants out of all of us is such an achievement. I still any movement. Yeah, seriously. I was still that final scene when she blows that cunt out of the fucking, the engine at the end. I was like, Oh man, like that was awesome. Yeah. Like I was, I was still like fist pumping over that. That was fucking awesome. Like, so, so no, uh, like I said, for me, the things that for someone who was maybe like 18 years old right now who would watch that movie and think that those were deficits for the movie, those were those were negatives. Those were the good things for me. Those were the things that like, yeah. you know, okay, we don't have the, 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 the technology to do the things they do these days. Yet it's still scarier than any movie, alien movie they can fucking make now. It's such a, a, a testament to the accomplishments of Ridley Scott and the performances from Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver and, and everybody else is in that movie. I, I, I think it's, it's one of the, if not the best 
uh, sci-fi slash horror slash alien movie of all time. It, it's probably it's probably the best. I really yeah. I really love it. And the set design uh, you're going on about the uh, direction and the actors. Did you use the word love? I do love the movie. I really do. Nice, I, nice. I, I, lo- I love this movie. I do. Yeah, and it's. I was kind of getting at that earlier. You know, like you you can't make a movie like that today because I don't think an audience would receive it well uh, you know it's it's well loved and received but it was also done so well but if it was made today people would be like slow boring you know it just would, I don't think slow enough. boring I think I, well you used the word marking earlier quiet yeah it's yeah. a little bit quiet but it's quiet because it's that like impending dread you know that's it's almost that you know shit's about to go down but but they build the tension in such a way and that it can be it can be conceived as quiet. They they also keep showing they're constantly showing outside views of that ship, which is a beautiful model, you know, because back then in nineteen seventy nine it would have just been some painstakingly intricate model that some poor bastard made. And they keep showing views and clips of that thing just like slowly lumbering through space. And I feel like by showing that, it keeps reminding you that these characters have nowhere to go. They're, yeah. it's a big, it, keeps, it, it keeps reminding you that we're all alone. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big environment that they're on. Yeah. You know, it's a huge ship. But I, ju- I, ju- I just went there. <laughs> they, they got nowhere to go. Yeah, um, Mark, Marky, let me, let me ask you a question, though. Sure. Because, you know, obviously this was um, a, a very uh, – accomplished and popular movie when it came out it did get a little it did get a little bit of awards buzz you know for some technical things but then you know years later aliens comes out which if you look at um rotten tomatoes the critics and uh audience reviews are very very similar uh yet aliens got movies yeah aliens got a little more like sigourney weaver got an academy award nod they got a couple more nominations for it is aliens like a are you are you more into the first one do do you like what's your what's your take on the two i personally like the second one better but really like yeah all right i feel like i feel like that's just because the first one set the stage for it you know you obviously wouldn't clearly wouldn't have the second one without the first one but the the first one with its quiet slow impending dread it's a single alien it's a one monster it's a small crew and they they have no idea what they're dealing with you as the viewer have no idea what you're looking at you don't know what's going to happen you just know that this thing is like very fucking hard to kill and it's killing everybody the second one they go in with marines and with a shit ton of guns and they're just like gun ho let's fucking kill this thing and it's just a kind of yeah, it's a fun retribution almost you're like yeah let's let's get equal here let's tear it apart let's do this but they still get their ass kicked and there's a lot more aliens enemies in that movie it's it's great aj do you have something yeah i i i've seen aliens and i i'm more of a fan of the first one because yeah. of the horror elements aliens the second movie seemed more action centric and that well, really wasn't almost like Terminator to T2. Although T2 yeah. was the better movie, it, it just leaned more toward the action. And I, I, that wasn't really my thing as far as alien went. 
Um, so well, I can kind of add it, it's, a pre- it's a pre- it's a preference. You know? No, for sure. And I can add to my answer on that because I there's a special place in my heart for 80s action movies. So the, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, I know, you, you know, James Cameron, just like that, that 80s absurd action, the, the uh, gimmicky taglines of the people and just Bill Paxton always just seems to pop up in those movies, which is fucking great. I, those have always had a special place in my heart. I don't think I watched the first Alien until I, I'd seen the second one, honestly. So and that might have something to do with it too. So, I hey, you guys want one more fun fact before we Please. move on to Annihilation? I love it. All right, this is this is my favorite one. So, all right, so that little planetoid that they land on there, where the, they meet the alien and the ship, right? So when they come up to it, uh, they say that it's got it's twelve thousand kilometers in diameter. Uh huh. And that the gravity is 0.86 g. Okay. So, by Newton's law of gravitation, a body that small would need a density of 50 grams per cubic centimeter. That is twice the density of osmium, which is the densest uh, element we know. So, it's unlikely that the moon would be made of a massive ball of some hitherto unheard of super dense stable element. So what are you saying, nerd? That uh, those moons shouldn't be there? Yeah, I'm just saying so, the, so the moon wasn't, a- the, wasn't that size. Yeah, yeah so uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. i got to see if I have any hemlock in the fucking cabinet I can take before we move along. Well, uh, and before, before we leave well, Alien, I... Re- I I personally really enjoyed the resurgence of the series with Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Um, I don't know if they, I feel like they didn't get quite as much. I, I, I don't think they got as much like praise and acclaim as the original, but. Ridley, Scott was, be, Ridley, Ridley Scott was behind both of those as well. He right? was, he was correct. And so that's why I really, I really loved the, uh, how they're bringing the series back and watching the, uh original 1979 alien you guys haven't seen prometheus have you i it's, have not no. it's, I have it's, not. Like a, it's like a precursor to this movie so that alien craft that hr geiger designed alien craft they stumble across that very much plays a role in prometheus and that frozen alien that's locked in his chair that they come across that fossilized mm-hmm. human that very much plays a role in prometheus so a freak, that, that's a freaky, that's a like, freaky design. Yeah, yeah. I like how Prometheus is like, let's dig into this and you know see where this goes. Now, obviously, Prometheus, you know, is a much more modern film, so their special effects are through the roof. Where in 1979's Alien, she's talking to the computer and like asking mother, like beep 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 beep, beep. Mm. like pressing these basic commands. But you know, and then the Prometheus, which is supposed to be a prequel. They've got these 3D LED like hologram displays popping up, which they weren't even thinking about back in 1979. So a little bit of a continuity error there, but it's still very enjoyable. So let's go ahead and start talking about the second movie that we all watched this week, Annihilation, 2018. Now, there are a lot of similarities, and you can see where they kind of drawed on some of the influences from 
alien, but also some stark differences. One thing that's very apparent is that alien is dark, shadowy, silent, and annihilation is very bright. Almost the whole movie is in the daytime and there's so much color. It's very like a rainbow palette of colors. And there's a background theme going on the whole time musically. All right, totally by design. Yes, absolutely. So, and the movie also has to deal with uh, like an alien, but it's on Earth. And it's like an alien invasion to to a degree, and it's not necessarily a horror like Alien is. And in fact, on the IMD, IMDb page. Annihilation is categorized as a drama action uh, thriller. And it doesn't even call it a sci-fi, but I mean, I don't know how. The movie is just riddled with, you know, weird, weird science fiction shit. Mm -hmm. So this movie I very much liked, and I thought it would be fun to kind of have in this discussion with Alien, not just because it's a very modern movie. It came out in 2018 but just also the fact that now in this day and age, it's riddled with computer graphics. But I think that this movie does it, uses those very well and they're very pretty. It, it's not overplayed. It's very much used for the plot. And this movie is a lot deeper and story. And I also wanted to choose this movie just because I wanted to talk to you guys about the story and the speculation of like what happened, what could have happened, you know, some uh, loose ends at the end of the movie. Because Alien's pretty cut and dry. There's a load of sequels, but at the end of the movie, you know, the monster's essentially dead. The hero wins. In Annihilation, it's quite open, but it's apparent that the alien has won and that the main character uh, Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac, her husband in the film, they, they've both been infected and or are clones of what this uh, invading alien has done. So let me go ahead and start with TW on this one. Have you seen this movie before? What did you think of it? Okay, so um, I had never seen Annihilation before. This was my, this was my first go around. And um, let me start off by saying um, the movie itself, the story itself, everything that went down. I, I didn't love the movie. And, yeah. and here, here's my thing. I'm not a big like science guy, like when it comes to science. And there was all this talk throughout the movie about cells and cellular structure and stuff like that. And I know like, you know, if you talk to DP, he'll be like, I do that for a living. I fucking work with cells and you know, whatever that <laughs> science shit is. That, that was sounds never, just like him. Yeah. That shit, was never, was that was never you. right. That was never my thing. Like I remember like in, uh, in high school, like I didn't know math or science. I was like, a hold on, hold on. GW, before yeah. you get into this, can Natalie Portman get it or? Oh yeah. Natalie Portman can get it. Uh, Tessa Thompson, we've talked about this in the past, can get it. Jennifer Even Jennifer Jason, Lee? Jennifer Jason oh, yeah. Lee at 58 years old can get it. All right. I'm All right. Saying. Carry on. All right. Hey, hey, hey quick, quick fun fact, speaking of cells. So at the beginning there, she's uh-huh. giving the lecture and she shows the cells. She's like, you know, these are human cells and they're from a cancer patient. Uh, blah, 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 you know, woman, cervical cancer. They, those are most likely HeLa cells. 
which uh, came from this woman, Henrietta Lacks, which is a whole movie, I think like Oprah produced called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, mm. which is based on a book that you can see Lena reading in the movie. Correct. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what, DP? At one point, I saw them reading books and I went, hey, I should probably figure out what, what they're reading. And I, I never did. Yeah, so, it was The Immortal you. Life I, of Henrietta Lacks. That, ma- that makes sense. Okay, because it, it actually felt really weird to me that they were in that setting and reading. I'm like, really? That's what you guys are doing right now, reading? So there had to be something, and I, and I didn't I did not feel, feel like there was a, I feel like there was a point to every scene in that movie, but go ahead, okay. T.W. So, so here's the thing. Okay, so, th- and again, um, I have been drinking, so if, if, I don't, if I don't get my point across enough, I apologize, but... Anytime I get into a movie like that where I'm watching the story and I'm like, eh, it's not my thing. And Sorry, um, this was your uh, first and only time watching it? Yeah, the, I, yeah, I watched it uh, Thursday night, uh, last night. So um, what I try to do is I, I look at that movie and go, I don't love the story. I don't love what's going on, like the shit going out of the ground. And like, I'm like, I, I just was, I wasn't into that whole thing. I wasn't into like the, the, the pre, like the, the alligator and the bear attacking them. Like it just, it didn't do anything for me. So what I tried to do was I realized that this was not a movie, at least for me, that I was supposed to um, follow literally. I wasn't supposed to just look at everything and go this, I need to watch this movie and just take it for what it is. I need to understand what the writers and the director was going for. And for me, what I think this movie was about was it was kind of this like allegory about um, these, these girls who are all dealing with grief, depression, anxiety, guilt. They all have these, all of these characters that go into the shimmer are flawed. They have the, this past that's, that's, um, that some of them have, have faced already and, and a couple of them haven't. And, you know, you notice, you know, you get one girl who was a self-harm type of girl. I think it was Gina was the self-harm girl. Yeah, it was Tessa uh, Thompson. Uh, yeah, the, the, there was like the Hispanic. She can get it too. Um, Anya was but, the character of the, the girl that ended up like kind of yeah, turning Gina on her. Rodriguez. Yeah, she, that, that Gina Rodriguez, right. You know, she was the one, she just she had already kind of faced her past and now she just didn't want to believe what was going on. She wanted to shoot her way out of there. Uh, right. Tessa Thompson. She just wanted to, she just was like, I've already given up. I've been through depression. I, she just became one. Nice. Right. She, she became one with what happened. Right. Yeah. Uh, Shepard Shepard never confronted everything, anything that ever happened to her. She just went, she never accepted what was going on inside the shimmer. And then she died. But then you get Lena and you get Ventress. You get Ventress who is, dying from cancer who takes this approach that i'm dying from cancer i want to understand why i'm dying from cancer at 50 years old and healthy so she wants to understand what the what the shimmer is that's what she's doing this she wants to understand and you got lena who is so angry and guilt-ridden with herself about her, what she did to her marriage and how right. she strayed from her Cheating marriage. On him. Yeah. Right. So that's why the two of them were so gung ho about getting to the lighthouse and just getting the fucking let out. Ventress gets there. She understands everything. And then you get Lena who confronts it and fights mm. it. And, um, I know if you want to come back to me about what I think about the ending, I think the ending is something we could all kind of have our theories on if you'd like. But what I did like about the movie was that was this kind of personal journey. 
for me, this wasn't about fighting the shimmer or figuring out what the shimmer was. It was about what each girl's personal journey into the shimmer was and how they faced what their past was and how it all kind of came together. That's what I found from it. Um, you know, actually, it, I actually couldn't agree more. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, again, I didn't take it literally. Um, and I didn't take the ending literally. I think if you, again, Mark, if you want to talk about the ending, um, at some point, because I think it's a very, very important topic in this movie yes. is the ending. It's probably the most important topic of the entire movie. But again, since I didn't love the story, that's more where I focused. And when I really took a deep dive and thought about everything, that, that's where I got with it. That was just for me. Yeah. Well, and uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to one of you other guys. But to add on to what Timmy was saying, I, I think that this movie is, it has a lot of, there's a lot underneath it right there's a lot of different layers so it means different things to different people that's the first that's what i got from the first time i watched it and i think this was the third time that i'd seen it when i watched it tonight and so each time i kind of took away something different from it every time i think there's some replay value to it um but dp or aj do you want to go next and let us know what you think so I agree with what TW is saying about um, the journeys of all these women, for sure. But you bring your mic down, AJ. Let's see. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, but it's something, <laughs> some, something that on a second viewing I thought of was especially the ending, where it's obvious that whether it was whether it was Lena, whether it was because whether it was the um, extraterrestrial uh-huh. came back to um, her husband. Yes. I think that uh, in my opinion, it was, yeah, they were both the extraterrestrial and yes. they were, the, the whole thing was they were trying to her in some way. And that hug at the end was them getting back to each other somehow. Like, I don't know. I don't know how right I am about that. It's, it's a second my first viewing was more. I did think about the journeys, about the about the ladies, and I don't know. It's, it's a tough movie to figure sometimes, yeah. and I feel like even though the phosphorus grenade was exploded, and it it looked like <laughs> on the surface, it looked like Natalie Portman's character got out of there. The actual. Uh-huh that wasn't really the case well and um i personally feel like the her just like dna had been flipped like they, they all right. talk so about it, did, it almost didn't the, matter it almost it didn't, didn't matter. matter it didn't yeah. matter which one it was because she had tested her blood like and at some point during changed. the journey and she'd yeah. already been changing and that's why tessa thompson's character just kind of walked off into the yeah she knew that she was she, she was just going to become. She, yeah, she gave she in. She gave in. She knew, yeah. yeah. Right. She yeah. knew she was just, I'm just going to be part of this. I'm yeah. giving in. I'm done fighting. Yeah. Now, guys, I, I might be completely wrong about this comparison. I could be. Maybe I'm wrong. But the, so much of like the scientific stuff they were talking about in the movie, like when they got into the shimmer, was 
they kept saying, oh, it's all refracting. It's refracting off this. It's refracting mm-hmm. this. And See, I think that's the literal thing that was going on that was refracting. But what I think what was really going on with the character was self-reflection, which is kind of the same thing as refracting, sure. but not in a literal sense. That's what right. they were all doing. It was self-reflection for what their past was. And they all had to face that inside the shimmer. No, I think so. There's yeah, like a double it, meaning. Yeah. Right. That's that, that's, and, and that, the, that's where the, I got from it. Right. And but the previous um groups that went through there faced the same thing. Yeah. And none of them came back except for you know Oscar, Oscar Isaac's Isaac. got oh, yeah. yeah. But the rest of them succumbed in some way. Yeah. Because and, of this and they went through the same journey. You know, I mean they when they first got on the shimmer, right? Like they make camp, she wakes up and she's like they went through the the uh, the um, their supplies and they're like, we've been here at least three or four days. Yeah, and they're like, we don't remember any of this. And that's I'd, how much I'm, did they actually remember though? Like, they went through several more days and went through all this shit. Like, did they remember any of that? That's how do you even know? That's one of the things that I really liked about this movie. And kind of going back to how I started this episode, saying a reason that I love a lot of sci-fi genre. It's just like the curiosity, the imagination, the unknown, and just the fantastical world that people can build. And so in this movie, the first time you watch it, the dialogue can seem a little bit silly. But the second and third time I watched it, knowing some of what had gone on in the movie, yeah, it made more sense, right? So like when Oscar Isaac first shows up uh, to Natalie Portman's back to his house and she's, she's drilling him, asking him all his questions like, when'd you get back? I don't know. I don't know. How long have you been here? I don't know. I don't know. Where'd you come from? I don't, where were you? I don't know. Like, and then he just says like, I was here. She's like, what do you mean here? He was like, I was outside your door. And it's just, it's eerie. Cause then later in the film, like they have no memory of everything that's gone on. You know, they start out that first day at camp. They're like, judging by our food rations, we've been here for a week or something right. like that. And then at the very beginning of the film <sighs> starts with uh, Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman getting drilled by uh, the uh, the actor it was like Benjamin something he was in the uh, DP you would you would know his name he's the guy that plays alongside Doctor Strange in the Marvel movies but he's drilling Natalie Portman Benedict and Wong Benedict Wong and and uh, she's giving the same answers like I don't know I don't know uh, but yeah so much of the movie is. It's it, it doesn't make a lot of sense the first time you watch it, but the second time, and like I just watched it the third time, a lot of the dialogue that seems weird and arbitrary starts to add up. And AJ, I think you mentioned this earlier. Every scene in that movie means something. And there's also a lot of kind of like, I don't know if you'd call it Easter eggs, but I don't know if you noticed the tattoo on uh, Natalie Portman's arm that one of the oh, other the, the infinity uh-huh. yeah yeah that was a thing yeah so the soldier that they find that's in the pool that's like exploded that uh mm-hmm. he was also in the videotape he also mm-hmm. has the same tattoo on his arm and at one point uh lena the character that goes berserker on everybody she also has the same tattoo on, on her arm but these tattoos for natalie portman um or Anya is the other one, Anya and Lina, they don't always have those tattoos on their arm. Natalie Portman's huh. character doesn't have it in the beginning of the film. She doesn't it, have it's, it. It's funny. Remember when they were in the rowboats? 
uh-huh. they're in the bush. She goes like, "I got a bruise right here." Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I exactly. got a bruise. Must must have been from the alligator, but maybe yep. that's where the tattoo came. That's where the tattoo starts. From. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's where it starts. So, and I actually, uh, you know how I do. I start to dig into things and like ask things online. Like, you know, what does that mean? One of the things, the theories that's thrown out there, because this movie's got loads of theories, right? And kind of going back to what Timmy was saying, it's this, you take away from this movie what you feel from it, but there are certain parts of it that, that are just up to speculation. So that tattoo is a, is a theory that in the refraction of the shimmer, that one soldier had that tattoo. Once they're inside the shimmer, they're all kind of interacting the alligator is a mix of an animal. The deer is a mix of like something else. Right. All the, all the, all the DNA is interacting with all the other DNA. Yeah. Yes. And so then these other characters start showing up with the same tattoo. So very bizarre kind of uh, heady movie, if you will, not the best word to describe it, but there's a lot of different ways you can take this. GP, what, what did you think about Annihilation? Um, so I, I gotta be honest, I I didn't like I was doing shit as I was watching it. So So you I, so you didn't watch it? No oh no, I watched it. Oh but shit. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that as like a sound bite. But but as I'm like the further into the movie I got, the more I realized like I really need to give like, it your time. Yeah, sit and really watch this. Maybe smoke like two joints first. Mm-hmm. Every maybe, scene means something. Maybe eat that some mushrooms first. You know, something like that. Because yeah. this movie really does need like a hold deep, hold up, hold a up. deep you know examination can... of. Hold on, you know where I can get some mushrooms? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, so, um, <laughs> but uh, w- one thing I started doing, uh was kind of looking at it and trying to compare it to Alien mm-hmm. and thinking about how, like, the it was very similar in the sense that it built up tension mm-hmm. as it went. It just differently, like, they built up tension in a different way. With the Alien, it was like, you know, oh my god, it's getting closer, it's getting closer, and it's kind of scary. With this one, it was more like, Wow, that's really fucked up. Oh, wow, that's even more fucked up. Wow, really, what the fuck is going on? So it it was like a different way of building up tension, but they both built up a lot of tension as it went and then would, you know, scare you and then, yeah, Yeah. start building again. So, but I did, I really enjoyed it. And again, I mean, I think we kind of covered it a lot. I think there was a lot of them battling the reflections of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I will say like the end, but like, I wonder if when uh, Oscar Isaac, which all right here, fun fact real quick, Oscar Isaac, he filmed this movie annihilation at the same time. He was filming star Wars. The last guy. So. He's got the same haircut. He was filming them on like adjacent sets he had the same trailer for both movies and would actually like <laughs> he'd film a scene for star wars in the morning wow and then a film for a scene from annihilation in the Hard evening dude. so yeah 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 crazy but i do wonder if Big fan. like when he showed up at the house 
if that was the point that the DNA started changing with Lena. Interesting. Interesting. That's why she was so hell bent on going there. And then in the end, there to get, you know, he kind of sent a signal so they could be together again. Those two Mm -hmm. aliens took over those two and they're together at the end. So very so, interesting. So DP, can I can I speak on that? Is is the, I think I think that's the literal interpretation of the movie. Like you right. know, it's it's like separation divide right. because, cells to dividing. Yeah, right. Uh, that that's the literal thing. Especially like at the end when you see her like pick up the water glass and the water makes that movement. And then when they hug each other, they both get that like shimmer in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's the literal interpretation it, of the movie. Right. Sure. It's clear. It's clear from a literal perspective but 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 for me again when i was trying to look at this at that metaphorical kind of um perspective was what i saw was two people who had a very very strong marriage who started falling apart she made some horrible decisions it makes me think that he his slate probably wasn't clean either which was what made him go into the shimmer in the first place then when he came back it almost prompted her to do the same thing um again mm-hmm. this is this is just on a metaphorical sense and then it was the two of them who literally literally inside that the lighthouse blew themselves up with a fucking grenade yeah. and then came out on the other end as two different people. They were, had this great marriage. They both fucked up. They blew themselves up and then came together in the end because they're soulmates. Love that. That's, that's what I got from the ending of that movie. When you're not taking it from a literal, literal sense that that's where, how I took it. Right. No. And that's, that's what I like about this movie because it's not cut and dry like alien where there's a monster and you got to fight it to survive. I like this movie because there is so much that you can take away from it and there's these different characters that are fighting yeah. their own battles and there's, there's more, different yeah yeah there's more different. allegorical elements to it yeah For sure and by All the way, way through can i just say that scene when uh natalie portman's um and by the way did i say i said she can get it right i believe so yeah. okay. Jen. Um, she can uh and then, by the way her like extraterrestrial uh-huh. Sure enough or so she can get it too but what i'm saying is in that in that that like choreographed dance that they had and every movement that natalie portman made like i when i when i watched that scene like very I, creepy i was like out of breath watching that right? scene i was like <gasps> like and when she pressed her against the door and she and couldn't breathe yeah, I was like, her. holy fuck like that scene got to me like that scene was really haunting and really, um, that for me, that was the best moment yeah. in the entire movie. And then, then she woke up, and they wake up together, and then the whole thing explodes. That for me was like, uh, I was like, that was right. amazing. Yeah. Again, like th- this movie has not engrossed me that much, but in that scene, I was like, fuck me, that's amazing. What do you think, Marky? Well, I I agree very much that that culminating climactic scene was extremely powerful it was like well worth but what i wanted to bring up was the uh humanoid shimmering alien that's next to ali natalie portman uh aj you've seen the show devs haven't you i looked into you know in some research in this movie that's uh somebody like in a skin suit 
And it's the same person that plays the female lead in the show Devs that does that alien uh, in that last scene with Natalie Portman. That's Alex so, Garland too, right? That's Devs? Alex Garland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah AJ? I think the moment that Natalie Portman's character enters that lighthouse, that I think that that moment there is when is when um, I don't know that 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 that's when tension starts to pick up. I think I think how, that's how about that score at the because, end? Because not just yeah. that because yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's when she sees the video camera and uh-huh. that's when she sees what happened yeah. to uh, her husband. Like that's what she sees. So the moment and that gives her the courage to go into that hole and then she sees Ventress in there. And yeah, it starts out with that, no eyes. All, all of that. All, right. All yeah. of that. What do you guys make of that? Like, they, she, she's Ventress with the no eyes, like the faceless face. Yeah. And then when she gets turns her attention, around. when she gets her attention and she mm-hmm. turns around, she's Ventress again. Yep. Yeah. Very bizarre. I don't know what to make of that, to be honest. Yeah. Because the moment, I don't know, the moment um, Natalie Portman enters the lighthouse is when shit gets even weirder than it ever was in that, that movie. That, so the, the whole movie is beautiful in color and scape and environment. And then when they get to the lighthouse, it's, uh, it's just slate pitch white, right? And there's no color inside the lighthouse. And then and they when get, you get, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say they, and then when she climbs down the, into the hole, like where the meteor, the alien, like buried itself, she climbs down to that hole that very much reminded me of some H.R. Geiger shit that like mirrored tunnel, yes. like the organic, weird, almost symmetrical yes. lines. Not almost, very symmetrical lines. And then and, how and beautiful maybe, was that that eyeball thing that was emanating? And the soundtrack that was just like a, a couple notes, very fucking weird. Maybe I'm taking it more literally, but... Hmm. And I am, probably. But when she goes into that that area and she talks to Ventress and then all that CGI starts happening and all the you know and and, and her blood droplet gets uh-huh. sucked in by by the entity etc yeah like recreates her yeah recreates her I don't know it just, it just becomes a, a, a different story from there for me yeah, a, a little bit, but at the same time, right? The movie begins with uh, Oscar Isaac, the character Kane, coming home, and he's like, you know, where have you been? I don't know. And then you kind of gather, like, is this is this uh, her husband or is this like who is this? And um, on your second and later viewings of this movie, Oscar Isaac has a different accent through the movie yeah i noticed yeah. that too he didn't have like a southern accent like at, at the end he when, he, when he's about to blow himself up yep. right yeah and so I, I, mean, I i was wondering if like when i watched it i was like is that just me or is he suddenly no, 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 talking no. with a fucking speaking with a southern drawl he was so, absolutely and the uh the version of kane that shows up in the beginning of the movie that doesn't know what's going on and then like bleeds blood into the water glass he has zero accent and then the flashbacks that Natalie Portman has of her husband and the video no footage accent. that she... No, he does. The, the, well, I, no, you're right. The flashback she has of her husband, I never thought that he had an accent. 
Sam pointed, out, Sam pointed out to me, like, he's got an accent, but it's just barely. But the video footage that they find at the lighthouse at the very end of the movie, it is a very distinct hardcore southern draw specific yeah. yeah like you don't hear it when he cuts into the dude when i agree shit you're like i agree you don't yeah, you yeah. don't you don't hear that then no you don't hear it when they're hanging out together so, and so which one is the oscar the real oscar isaac i don't know if it really matters that, that's what the, right but know. at some at some point right like the real people are being are being absorbed by this alien entity anyway but so that's, it doesn't matter in one either or like that's what they're trying to tell you either either way it's going to be the alien entity i think if right. you get out of that thing you're not you're yourself yeah. you're but not it, yourself it, it, it goes into my theory that the person that the the cane the the oscar isaac that blew himself up was not the actual one he was because, the, the one that blew himself up was the alien. And the yeah, because he was, was yeah. he was speaking it with a fucking accent that he hadn't and spoken they the saying, entire movie. And they were saying yeah. when they burned the place down, his 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 uh, blood pressure stabilized, his pulse regulated, like mm. all that. And not for nothing, not for nothing, but so that means the, it was separated. The alien had an alien. If you remember what they were saying, where the shimmer was. They kept uh-huh. saying, oh, it's in the south. It's on the south side. They kept saying that. They kept saying it was in the south. That's where it was. So uh-huh. that's why, for me, the alien took on a southern accent, not Could knowing be. any better. That's why, for me, again, that comes to the fact that I think the person that walked out of that was the actual king. But when, but when she, but when she uh, met him at the end, she was like, are you Kane? And he was like, I don't think so. Yeah. But she isn't either, right? Right. And, she, and he was, and, and he no was answer. like, and right. he was like, exactly. Are you, are you Lena? And she just gasped. DP, that's yeah. that, that's the thing. DP, no, There's DP's no right. There, there is no answer. Yeah. There really is no answer. And to add on to what you were saying, TW, about the southern accent, I I kind of chalk it up as the same thing as the tattoo. Like if that was the alien <clears throat> that uh, gave himself the the phosphorus grenade. Yeah, he, he may have been uh, adopted a southern accent from one of the other soldiers, because you know the other the other uh, female characters that came in to the Shimmer adopted the tattoo from one of the other soldiers. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, this movie is riddled. I agree. With, yeah, this movie is just riddled with interpretation, and the more I think about it, the more I think that you know I haven't read the novel. Um, I do know some of Alex Garland's work. And especially devs. I don't know if you guys have seen that, the TV show, but it's just like, I feel like he writes, and he is a novelist and a sci fi novelist. And I've read a lot of sci fi books before. A lot of these guys, I feel like they just write shit just to write shit. I mean, not saying that, you know, plainly or as a negative. I feel like they write stuff open ended on purpose. And they're like, have fun figuring that shit out. Yeah, to fuck with us. And that's yeah. exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. And then, yeah, at Comic-Cons, nerds are like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Garland, <laughs> while, uh, and scene 25 of the film Annihilation 2018, what did you mean when he's like, next question? Like, you know, they don't... <laughs> And then Andy know. gets upset that he was denied his question. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, yeah. yeah. AJ goes, throws himself into traffic. No, I, I very much enjoy it. And what? I, I, I like the idea of what? open-ended what? stuff. Um, 
and if you guys don't mind, I'd like to uh, kind of talk a, a little bit more about some similarities between these movies. Sure, do it. Obviously, we've got uh, the woman leads, right? Uh, yeah. Annihilation is That's a big one. just a, a full woman-led cast for the most part. And then uh, Alien has Sigourney Weaver breaking out as yeah, that's the a, badass that's a huge one. Yeah. of Ripley. Um, some other similarities that I saw were these, and it's not just unique to these two movies, but the distrusting characters, like there's a team in each movie, right? The crew of the Nostro something in Alien. Nostromo. Nostromo. And then the crew that goes into the Shimmer and they they work together in the beginning and then there's this like infighting and there's some characters that start attacking each other in alien it's ash that's the android that's sabotaging everything and annihilation it's anya that ends up tying people to a chair and it's not trusting everybody i love you know it's that's not a unique concept to these two movies that's, that's time and time again uh another thing that's a fun similarity in these movies and they are years and years apart is the unique monsters that they have in this obviously alien has hr geiger's very fucking creepy never equaled again this bizarre robotic yet organic slimy monster and then in annihilation maybe not as original but they've got this half-skinned bear that screams people's yeah, voices. Skull face yeah. thing going. That and, thing yeah. is fucked up. The first time I saw that, I I was yeah. That's that's when I was clenching my chair. The screaming bear that's mm-hmm. repeating people's voices. Yeah. So those are some of some of the similarities that I saw. Let me know what you guys thought. If you saw anything that was fun. Yeah, uh, like like you said, I I was a big fan of the like strong female protagonist that you know both of these films kind of showed that the the women were stronger than the men and and they mm-hmm. weren't the you know like screaming damsel in distress. So I, I liked how both movies played with that theme. Um, like I said, I loved the tension building. And there's also, like the same, like I was saying with the uh, that shot of uh, Tom Skerritt down the hallway, they had that same fucking cool shot, like out of the alligator's mouth. Yeah. At them when they're looking at the the teeth and it's like you know, yeah, and and it's got that shot out the mouth and then the mouth closes at the end. It was very similar to that shot of Scarrett at the end of the hallway as the door closes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. TW, you, 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 you were shaking your you head about something? the ladies. No, 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 no. I think I think I mentioned it before. That, you know about the casting for Sigourney Weaver. Uh, one of the things that Ridley Scott, I actually read, um, was when he decided the, the, the amount of people that were going to be in the cast, he actually decided like he, he didn't care what gender each person was. He just wanted to figure out who had the, you know, anybody could have been any role. 
Um, but like I think I said before, that's what I thought, I thought Sigourney Weaver was so cool in that movie was the fact that she never was like, oh, this is about me being a woman. She was just a badass astronaut yeah. who was up there with mm-hmm. them. Or and she had a mechanic or something? Or yeah, was and, and it, was never, it was never about that. It was never about the men taking charge. It was never about her step, you know, it was, there was no gender identity in that movie. Everyone had an equal footing. And yeah. she just eventually ended up becoming the baddest motherfucker on that ship, which I thought was really, really cool. And obviously spawned uh, a lot more, uh, many more movies and obviously a lot more fucking money. And it really put Sigourney Weaver on the map. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that, that was one of the things. And that, like, like I said, that was one thing that, that Ridley Scott was going for. He did not care who, what gender played what fucking role. But at the end, at the end of the day, he ended up picking everybody to play the perfect fucking role. And, and you think about it, that's his second movie. And that dude's been, that dude's been doing it since. So mm-hmm. obviously he got his shit right in that movie. And Blade he's Runner. Been, he, yeah, he's been crushing it since, you know, Gladiator. Uh, what the, he even did. Both Blade um, Runners. What the, he did another one too that, that should have gotten more and it didn't. And I'm, um, I'm uh, hold on. Someone else talk, and I'll get back to that. Hold on, let me bring up Ridley Scott. Yeah, AJ, what do you think about uh, the, the comparison of the two movies, years years apart, similarities, differences? What did you see? I think one of the things that I think was uh, stood out was um, in Alien, the actual Alien was feeding off of the humans. Uh-huh. And in Annihilation, as they're going through that shimmer, they're seeing the, um, I don't know, the uh, the corruption, not the corruption, but the that this alien is, they're, they're making new species and they're, yeah. they're feeding off, they're feeding off different things. So that's similar in my mind. Yeah. You know, that's the similar. That's the similar thing in the in the in the films is, is uh, uh, especially in Alien, where uh, I watched the director's cut, uh-huh. and <laughs> which I had watched originally, but you can see that the uh, alien species is feeding off the humans. Uh, yeah, uh, DP, DP, the movie yeah. I was thinking about that Ridley Scott did recently. I know know you normally when you read the book and watch the movie achieved manual release to both. Oh yeah. I know because it was, yeah, there was so much science and and gardening. (laughs) Oh really? Botany going on. I thought it was because of Matt Damon. I actually, I love the book and I love that movie. Ridley yeah. Scott, Damn it. yeah, Ridley Scott's a fucking <laughs> badass. Ridley Scott's awesome. He really That's is. Um, and I'm really excited to see what Alex Garland does next because Ex Machina, his first director, director debut was... Which I haven't awesome. seen, but that movie got like a shitload of nominations. Big, big Oscar fan. Isaac. Big fan uh, over here. In whatever yeah. quadrant, quadrant I'm in, Dominic Gleason, uh, fucking stellar dudes there, and he's just an awesome writer. He did Twenty Eight Days Later, you know. He wrote Dread. Oh, uh, and Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which is fucking awesome too. Did he write that one also? Yeah, he did both. Oh, nice. 
So uh, Carl Urban was the actor that I was trying to remember earlier in the podcast, which uh, Alex Garland wrote the screenplay for that Dread movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 2012, played by Carl Urban. And so he was just the writer on that movie. But in Annihilation, I feel like he took a lot of the kind of like, not cinematography, but like the uh, color palette, if you will. The movie Dread is a very bleak, dark landscape, but they, there's also a very rainbow, hallucinogenic like color palette also, which plays into Annihilation. And Marky, Marky, can I take one second to pick your brain? You've seen Dread. Sure. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So that that comes from the comic book Judge Dread, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so back in the 90s, Sylvester yep. Stallone did fucking Judge Dread, Correct. right? Um which when I was young and stupid, I was like, eh, yeah, this movie's funny. So the reviews for Dread are actually not bad. If you look at Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, if, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know what the, the audience, but the critics reviews are right around 80%. So Dude, the audience is probably a hundred. So is that that movie's good? That that's worth a watch, Dread? I love Absolutely. it. I'm, I'm obsessed. Oh, GP, obs- you're you into it too. All right. Oh yeah, I love All that right. movie. Let me look like, that uh, shit up and see where I can watch that. A, a year ago, like because they were, it was available for free on stream, like Netflix and some other things. And then like a year ago, they pulled it, and I went to look for it again recently, and it wasn't on there, and I was pissed. I love that movie. Uh, uh believe it or not, Marky, audience score seventy two. Oh, there's a bunch of dumb fucks. I know, I know, and, and uh, 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 it's on Prime Video, but you know, and then uh, again, let's do a quick shout out, even though DP thinks it's weird. Voodoo. It's on Voodoo. Voodoo, nice. uh, by the way, maybe they want to advertise on this podcast. I like sure. Voodoo, I think it's bad. It. So. Voodoo's rubbish. All right. Hey, so, well, I appreciate you guys watching the movies. Well, I guess you had to because it was my episode pick topic of the week but this is the genre that i like and i'm going to subject you to the films that i like but i'm really excited for alex garland moving forward he's somewhat new and he's been writing for a long time but you know he's just kind of getting his uh, feet wet and directing here really scott's always been making awesome things the sci-fi genre is always gonna be fun the sci-fi horror that can be fun too, but you know, this was fun tonight. I felt like thanks for uh, coming along on this and watching some of these and talking about it with me. Timmy, you got anything else to go for? Yeah, man. That, no, it was great. I, I really, I had a lot of fun this week. And like I said, uh, annihilation, you know, actually, you know what, real quick before, before we wrap, let's very, very quickly um, run around the panel and do five stars on, on each movie. Uh, DP, uh, one out of five on Alien, go. Uh, Alien, I give three and uh, three quarters. 3.75. AJ, Alien? 4.25. I will give Alien uh, again because... No, actually, yeah. I'm going to give Alien a solid four. Marky? Yeah, I'm going to agree with aj i mean it's um a little bit of a dated movie but it was done so well and also what it's done for the genre and inspired so many things it's going to be a 4.25 for me uh dp annihilation 
Uh, 3.5. But that's you, mostly because I didn't give it enough chance. So that I yeah, you were watching the me. prices right on your phone. That is that actually that is a oh, movie, shit. <laughs> that is a movie that is definitely worth a rewatch, which I will absolutely yeah. do. AJ, Annihilation. 3.75. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 3.5 myself. Mark, you on Annihilation? Annihilation. I love Alec Garland. I love what he's doing. I love the idea of somebody making a movie these days where it's not cut and dry. And it's, you know, the guy made his vision. He, he made what he wanted to. He's mm-hmm. a novelist. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's open-ended in the end. It is worth watching again. So I'm going to give it a solid four. Good. Yeah. And Mark, in all honesty, uh, as much as I didn't like the story and a lot of the shit that was going on, the fact that it made me think so much, uh, that's why I gave it as much as I did. I think if I rewatch it a time or two, that score will probably go up. So uh, that that was great. Great topic this week. I loved that. Um, We will be coming back next week. And we are back again to the fucking COO, the co-founder. Hey, AJ. AJ, you, uh, you got the ball, uh, fucking 44 dive. You're going to put the ball in your hands, go up the middle. What do you got next week, kid? Here's what I'm thinking. None of you have to watch any movies. Here's what I want to do. (laughs) This is going to be good. Okay. I want everybody to choose five movies that if you, if if the world went to hell and there was an apocalypse and you had to be in a fallout shelter and you could only grab five movies and you had to watch them forever, you had to watch them forever, what movies would they be? Wow. Nicely done. AJ. AJ, that is so for for you. For you. That is so outside the fucking box. Like so you know, we don't have any homework this week. Yeah, we just, like normally it's like the hey, let's fucking break down this guy who directed one movie back in 14. Whoa! Whoa, you know, that's, like, not that's me. normally your <laughs> No, I love it. AJ, I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm already thinking. And it would be nice to take a week off that we don't just have to watch movies over and over. But but here's what I wanted here's what I want to do. You pick your five movies and the the format of the podcast is such. Mm -hmm. We rank them. We go, here's the five movies that we would watch. Or we would take with us the DVDs we'd take with us if we were in a fallout shelter and it's the end of the world. And TW, you can't pick the same movie five times. We can't get five copies of Garden State. I knew that. That was coming. I, I knew so it. I, I knew it. That's fine. Friend, I fine. talked to my chick friend and she said it would be the all five Twilight movies. All right. Yeah. So we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not she, doing that. She shouldn't be your friend. Yeah, there's yeah. five of those well, things. She's a woman. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, you God. know what? You know what's great about this? We're gonna it doesn't have to again. be yeah. your top yeah. five favorite movies. It can be like hey, whatever you think. Different reasons. Be. Yeah. yeah. Different Debbie reasons. Does Dallas? 
Yes, that's you might a, want to bring that. No, one. yeah, could be a good reason to bring that. So what I yeah. figured the format would be was we we go around the room, we go, "What's your number five through one?" So we go five. I I say TW. What's your number five? And then why? And then we go around the room, and then we just keep going until All we right, get down. Yeah, okay, so, so so like least a favorite kind of thing. Yeah. Five yeah. to one, so it needs yeah, to be like five a fit. To one. Okay, okay, all right. It, it, and that's not necessarily our five favorite movies ever, but it's a five we most like to watch. Yeah, yeah. five watch over and over and over again. For instance, Kingpin was, is on my list. Okay, AJ, AJ, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I'm gonna be very, very honest with you. As, as the as the CEO of the company and the and the host of this I'm a podcast, co-founder. Uh, I love this. I'm a massive fan. I'm very, very excited for this. So it's a great idea. Very I, outside the box. I've been, I've been holding on to this for like weeks. I, I, I can tell. It's a great idea. I love it. So, um, so that's what we're going to do next week, boys. Uh, get your shit together. Uh, I can already see DP. It's every Rob Reiner film. I can already, I can already see that happening. You know, Princess Bride is going to be his number one. Go to hell, Tim. Yep. He's, yep. Go he's to hell, Tim. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it took two hours to go off the rails on this one. All right. All right. Good. 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 I, ju- I just think it'll be uh, such a cool conversation. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I'm actually very excited for that. So uh, guys- like, like, will one of us pick five comedies, like during the apocalypse, do you want to laugh the hood in the entire time? Yeah. That's a good point. So, right. So I was talking to, uh, uh, about this topic with someone I work with and they were like, well, T2 is going to be one of my movies because I need to get motivated to go out and kill some zombies and scavenge for for food. So I need, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I need, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I like this. I like this a lot. This 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 should get really really interesting. I have a feeling that DP it's going to be a very very interesting choice from you, especially with that narrative around. If you're really on a deserted island. So, so what we're gonna do is like we'll do the intro like normal. You'll kick it to me. I'll talk about like. This is what we're going to do this week. And I'll say, all right, we're going to talk about our top five movies if the apocalypse came and we only had five movies to watch forever. Perfect. I love it. And, and we're going to go one and we'll go around, we'll go around the entire time. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. We'll do that next week. Uh, we, we're going to call it for tonight. Again, AJ, I love that. Marky, awesome stuff this week man i uh listen i've never been a massive fan of the sci-fi horror like thing but you know what now that I, it's I, my week i want to watch what i want to watch no i know uh, marky <laughs> i get it but like this this week actually kind of twisted my brain so much because that's what these movies really do when you don't just look at them on the surface when you really dive deep into them it's the imagination. It's the curiosity. It's yeah. the fantasy yeah. of the world. It's I love it. You got Agreed. me going. You got me going. If you have any more that you think I should watch, shoot me a text. Oh, I'll I've got fucking buckets. watch them. Yeah. So, um, great, great job this week, guys. Next week will be really fun. Uh, we're gonna call it for tonight. And by the way, I think we really behaved ourselves tonight. I don't think we'll have a memo next week. Uh, I don't think anybody said the word cunt tonight. Oh God damn it! I just said it. You cunt. Uh, fucking DP. <laughs> fucking right. cunt. Yeah. Suck right. A dick. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. 
Here we go. You asshole. I can already. Oh, my phone's blowing up already. No, that's not. It's not. It's, it's not real time. Anyways, awesome job tonight, guys. Uh, we'll kick it. We'll we'll kick it up next week. Great topic, AJ. Uh, Marky, awesome stuff tonight. Love you guys. Uh, we'll call it. Good night. Love you, mom. The movie council is adjourned.